1: Anarchy! Anarchy! No wonder
0: nobody likes you,
1: Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I know Tampa Bay is celebrating. Uh, Coming up on today's show, I'm going to be talking to my cousin, who is a lifelong Bucs fan. His name is Billy. Uh, he's a part of the podcasting network, We podcast.com. Going to have him on because, like I said, lifelong Bucks fan. Uh, he waited a really long time for that first Super Bowl win, uh, supporting the Bucs through all those winless seasons, just not making the playoffs. But the reason why I think this one's going to be a little bit more special is because he got to share it with his son. None of his kids were born when the Buccaneers won their last Super Bowl, I think back in 2002. So I got that coming up. Uh, don't forget, tonight's live stream uh, will be at 7 p.m. And I'm going to start having guests on my live stream. Uh, tonight, I'm going to have Sorok. I'm going to try to get a whole bunch of different people that I've worked with through the years, like maybe a Daniel Dennis, a Tom Van. Who knows? I'm going to try to get a bunch of those people out there. I tell you, somebody that I've actually been talking to is Buckethead. I know he's not going by Buckethead anymore, but Jason Bailey, host of uh, the morning show. I think it's uh, Bailey and Southside up in Atlanta at Rock 100.5. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast, but if he can't do the podcast, I, I would love to have him on the stream. He just built a great studio up there. At his house. I don't know if it's like a lot of the other radio stations where they are not even allowing anybody into the building. I know at Sirius Satellite Radio, I don't even know if the people at Sirius will even go back to work when it comes to that. It, it might just be board ops that are coming into the studio. Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T U D D L E.net. There's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. And like I've been mentioning over and over again, you can e or leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. Hey,
2: total, man. can throw uh, a little skit on there, and then pause every two seconds i don't even know what you're talking
1: about now see this is a prime example of the type of voicemails that i'm wanting to get from you guys i've had a lot of people and most radio hosts or podcast hosts would get upset when people want to call in or leave a voicemail and critique me no i actually like it and this happens i've noticed this a lot when it comes to radio people you pick up habits ...from other broadcasters that you work with. And that's one of the things that people have been complaining about. That I start and stop the audio too much. And I get it, but I also know that that is the same exact thing... ...that people would bitch at Bubba about. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I actually think that it's kind of great. I mean, you're not there to listen to the audio... Now, there, there is a happy balance that you can have, but I do agree with you, sir. I, I agree. I do interrupt too much. I got a voicemail a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said that I interrupt the guests too much, and I, I've been trying to do a better job at that. My producer, Vulture, he, he's been telling me about it, and I'd like to hear from you guys because uh, this is your show just as much as it is mine. So any critiques like that, please let me know because I want to make the listening experience the best that I can for you. You're commenting on it way too much, brother. No, dude, listen, I agree with you. I do interrupt way too much when it comes to the guests and the audio that I play. Take it
2: easy. Play your little video and then make comments. All
1: right, thanks. Sir, thank you. I I appreciate the feedback. I, I really, really do. But easier said than done. Somebody like myself that deals with ADHD, OCDs, yeah, I lose my train of thought all the time. It also doesn't help that I smoke marijuana every once in a while. So, yeah, I get it. I really do appreciate it. I'm not being sarcastic or anything. I'm not trying to make some back-ended comments. I really, really appreciate the feedback.
2: Hey, Toddle, what's up? Uh, I've been listening to a few of your podcasts, and I was curious about one thing.
1: See? I'm already doing it again. I am. I'm already interrupting a piece of audio. But I just want to let you know, this is a different voicemail. Probably should have put a little stinger in there or something to kind of separate it so you knew that this was a new voicemail. But it is. It is a new voicemail.
2: The guy who does your uh, sexy voice announcements. He sounds like Matt Mazur or Matt Sewer or whatever that guy's name is.
1: You are talking about Josh Kale up in Canada. I'm, I met him because he is a Tom and Dan listener. Uh, he's actually on their show sometimes, I think. Matter of fact, I will be on Tom and Dan this Wednesday for my monthly visit. Well, I always have a great time with those guys. But I think you might be talking about Matt Major. Speaking of Matt Major, I'm actually going to be on his show this week. He's actually starting back up his podcast, which is great. It really is. I, I think it's probably because of the pandemic right now, and like me, that you want to just make sure you're doing something with your idle time. And I'm going to be on his show this week. I will once I know the exact day and time, I will let you guys know. But yeah, Josh kale. Up in Canada, great guy. I mean, the guy needs to be heard everywhere. I'm not saying he's as good as like a Dan Stone, but I got to tell you, the guy is good at what he does, and he makes my show sound legitimate. If it wasn't for Josh Cale, wasn't for Vulture, uh, my sponsors, yeah, my show would just sound like any average ordinary podcasts out there is
2: that matt Mazur in disguise because it sure sounds a lot like him. but anyway um it'd be interesting to see uh since you do a lot of uh, rants on your podcast every time you have one you should have like a little uh Tuddles daily rant you know either before uh, at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show you know like a daily
1: so yeah i i've actually thought about this before i've always wondered do i want to give an opening monologue I know one of the greatest things that I remember back in the day when I first started at Real Radio 104.1, I would do middays, and when I was driving home, I would get to listen to the beginning of The Phillips File, hosted by Jim Phillips, and I would always be in awe of some of the opening monologues he would do, and I, I always wanted to do those. A lot of the radio guys try to do them, but they just fall flat. They really do. And say what you want. Even though Jerry Springer used to be trash TV, I absolutely loved Springer's Final Thought. It was great. It was just a great way to wrap up the show. And I agree with you, sir. I I really like the recommendation. And I'm going to start doing that. I'm not, I'm not going to push a monologue and be outraged about something that I'm not really outraged about. But if I, if I see something that I could sink my teeth into, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do an opening monologue. Sing,
2: so that way you have a section devoted to it, kind of like what other shows do. And uh, also I was curious, uh, would you ever have Drew Garabo on your podcast? Yes.
1: I, c- I couldn't get that yes, out fast enough. Yeah, I would love to talk to Drew Garabo. If I'm just being honest, I, I feel bad that I underappreciated me being able to work with Drew Garabo on two separate occasions uh, with two different Drews. Seriously, I, I think a lot of people would, and I even think Drew would admit this. The first time I worked with him, yeah, I, I don't think he was in the best spot. He was dealing with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on with this kid. Uh, You know, Xander, I'm not even going to get into that. Drew's talked about it a lot. So if you listen to Drew's show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, But to work with Drew at 102.5 The Bone, that was nice, Drew. It was. And I've talked about this. If you can't make it with Drew Garabo that was over at Cox Media Group, then you're never, ever going to be able to work with Drew Garabo. Because that Drew Garabo is night and day from the Drew Garabo that worked at Real Radio. And I'm not saying the Drew Garabo that worked at Real Radio was an asshole or anything. Because it, he wasn't. I was young. I didn't know how to deal with big personalities like that. I, I made a lot of mistakes. and And that's one of the reasons that it didn't work out there. And... It wasn't that me and Drew didn't get along the last time I worked there. It was just that I'd done, I did something dumb as shit, and I got myself fired. And a lot of people who will Drew didn't stick up for. You. you know what? Drew shouldn't have stuck up for me because what I did was absolutely horrible. So yes, I would love to be able to interview Drew Garabo. If I'm just being honest. Cause there's so many things I want to apologize for so many things I want to talk to him about now looking back on it that I'm older. Yes. Like we, we both made mistakes on me more than anybody. But what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I mean, Drew is one of the most brilliant radio guys that I've ever worked with in my career.
2: And would you call him on the air just to see like bubble used to do, you know, just to see you get a hold of him? It's kind of like a, a last-minute thing.
1: Look, if I talked to Drew Garabo, it would not be combative. It would, it would actually be a legitimate interview. I would, I would love to talk about his radio career. I would love to interview him about his time with Ed Till, his time working with uh, Jim Phillips. Yeah, I, I, I would be extremely honored to be able to have Drew Garabo on my podcast All day and every day. And I know a lot of the Bubba Army are going to get pissed off when I say that. But listen, I don't want enemies with anybody in radio anymore. Because having enemies has gotten me into the position that I am in at the moment. Going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to be talking to my cousin Billy, who is the biggest Buccaneers fan that I know. And we're going to review the game. We're going to talk about the commercials and what is next. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
0: He's a nerd.
1: I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority.
0: Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No, mega, bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No,
1: baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Earlier in the uh, first segment, I mentioned... Then I wanted to have my cousin on because he is I know everybody says their are friends, their family, or they may be the biggest Bucks fan. But this is a God honest truth. My cousin Billy is one of the biggest Bucks fans. I remember growing up, everybody used to clown him wearing the creamsicle uh, jerseys or shirts. I don't even know if he uh, had jerseys. It was probably like some knockoff you got from the store back in the day. But. On the line with me right now is my cousin, Billy. Check out his website, podcast.com. I got that right, correct? I mean, I'm remembering then off the top of my head. What up? What's going on? Yeah, you got it right. podcast.com. All right, so I got to ask you. All right, so you won. Well, you didn't, but you your team won their first Super Bowl 2002, correct? 2002 against the Oakland Raiders, yep. Yeah, that wasn't even a close game either, though. Oh, I, mm-hmm. And last night, man, geez, how did we'll get into that? But uh, one thing I remember after the Bucks winning their first Super Bowl, you did like and this was back in the day before we could do all, you know, specialized voicemails and stuff. And mm-hmm. you probably were using a tape recorder in the background to to do your voicemail. Uh, every time you called, it was like a 30 second promo about the Bucks winning the super bowl uh do you plan on doing that this year well to be honest
3: i've already started a um (laughs) not not so obvious assault on all my friends today my uh status update was my team greater than your team
1: (laughs) i mean it's i mean that's what it's all about as a sports fan though right i know i know that a lot of people They they probably like, oh, man, it's annoying. But uh, they would be doing the same exact thing if their team just won their championship in their sport.
3: Yep, exactly. I'm doing nothing more than what everybody else would be doing right now.
1: All right. So my first question is, how does this one compare to the first one? Because now you have a son. Uh, that's in the age that knows what's going on, roots mm-hmm. for the team and stuff. How, which one is sweeter for you? Oh yeah, by far the one that I got to share with my son. He's
3: fourteen, and you know um, he thinks it's pretty easy now. You know, you start liking <laughs> a team and they go to the Super Bowl. He <laughs> has no idea what I've been through.
1: He didn't have he didn't have to put in the work or the hardship no. uh, that you had to. But you got to let him know, see, because uh, I got kind of. There There, being a Gators fan with dad, mm-hmm. them winning two national championships in three years, plus on top of that, winning back to back basketball national championships yep. at the same time. So, yeah, I got a little bit spoiled. I, I really, really did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, being able to experience that with him last night, you know, he he uh, was so naive. He was like, oh, we're going to do it. And I just kept sitting and, there. I'm like, no, not yet. Not we can't get excited yet. <laughs> it's the we bucks still, yeah we still need a few more touchdowns you know it's not not over yet
1: um so all right what was the spread like for your meal during t- i mean did you did you uh and the wife do it out uh, do it out big for the the bucks being in the super bowl or well
3: uh i tell you i took um cooper to uh publix this morning or that morning and i said pick out whatever snacks you want and yeah. then his only request was um Pizza Hut pizza because we had been seeing um, leading up to the nine hours of coverage, so many Pizza Hut commercials that that's what he wanted. So they
1: did their job. They got they got a sale out of us for sure. (laughs) What what did before we get into the game? What did you think of the commercials? It 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 just seems like because all the big names you usually see during the Super Bowl were not there.
3: Yeah yeah my. You know, um, we had a running total. Like every time we'd see one, we're like, "Is this better than this? Is this better than this?" And mm-hmm. I think the um, the obvious choice for me was the M and M's commercial in the very beginning, where oh, they I, were I, repaying I, people with the M and M's. Here, I'm sorry, I called you this or whatever. You know.
1: What about the? Uh, all right, so let me let me ask you about this. I'm not saying Will Ferrell is not funny anymore, but he's become a kind of a caricature of himself. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and it's just like, I'm like, Oh man, what are you doing? Will? but you know what? It it happens to every Saturday night live cast member. It it just, it happens. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. It's, I guess you want to call him jumping the shark, right?
1: (laughs) Well, but I mean, listen, I, I, who am I to judge, uh, about comedy? I mean, a lot of people think I'm unfunny. So I I mean, who, who knows, but (laughs) all right, so let's get in, let's get into the game. okay? Okay. Now, now. The Chiefs, were, were the Bucks the underdog going into this game?
3: Yeah, they were favored. Uh, the Chiefs were favored by three, which...
1: Um, oh, that's you know, nothing.
3: But, you know, as we were watching the game uh, on CBS, everybody, uh, all the pundits, only person who picked the Bucks was Bill Cower, who's friends with um, Bruce Darius. They coached together in Pittsburgh. Everybody else had the Bucks
1: losing. Wow. I, now, did the Bucks? because i think the chiefs my producer vulture told me the chiefs were actually the home team did that yeah did the bucks actually have to go to the visiting locker room or no do, no they're in their own locker room okay yeah. i was about to say no nah, you you can't do that i i <laughs> di- i just uh, that would be like total disrespect now let's let's get into the game okay mm-hmm. so it starts off like any super bowl game it, there's a little bit of nerves there OK, and yeah. and and, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Brady's been there. Well, I mean, look at Brady, that Atlanta Super Bowl where they were playing the uh, Falcons. Uh, Brady just stunk it up in the first half. I mean, pretty much the whole team did. But yeah, it's it, it, so so it's it's a big game and it's all riding. It's all on the line. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, people do you think it, that they're playing conservative in the beginning?
3: I think they were feeling each other out. Um, both teams seem to struggle offensively uh first couple of series um you know you were talking about how big it is you know tom actually sent his wife and kids out of the country for 12 days leading up to the game
1: why he he didn't want any distractions, no distractions.
3: Or- yep he wanted to be able to focus completely and get the game plan set for this game
1: did Bra- i I don't know if we talked about this lesson but but i think brady did like curse out one of his teammates because he was crying after they won the yeah. NFC and he was like, we, we haven't, we haven't and completed S. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and you know what though, that, all right. So the big question is, is Tom Brady now the goat? Like, Oh, by far.
3: I mean, um, the, they were saying, uh, that, um, with seven rings, um, it's going to be very difficult for someone like uh, Mahomes to you actually can't catch him. It. No, yeah,
1: no, no you know, not if, not with the way, not with the way the competition is right now. It's it just, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's a special mixture, and uh, I don't want a lot of people. Oh well, it was all Brady. No, yeah, that no. was the perfect mm-hmm. mixture up in New England. Uh, everybody bought into the system, but I mean, I don't see how Tom. I know Tom says he wants to play one more year, but I just Man, go out on top, man! Isn't this like the biggest like walk off? Like you left your team, you went to another conference, you went to a team that hadn't made the playoffs in uh, over a decade, correct?
3: Yeah, that's true. But uh, he is under contract. He is coming back. And uh, okay, think about this, because uh, Cooper and I were actually talking about this. If if he does come back and he is successful to uh, repeat. The last team to repeat was the New England Patriots back in two thousand three, two thousand four. If he's able to repeat, he'll have now, eight eight rings. Double down.
1: the next person, Montana,
3: correct? <laughs> yeah. He's got more Super Bowl rings than any franchise
1: in the NFL. Think about <laughs> that. that. It's that is ridiculous, man. Like I I just I mean, I, you want me to be honest, I, you know, I'm a a lifelong Dolphins fan Mm -hmm. and, and I hated him. I hated him because he was, he was in our same division, but now looking back on it, you know, I mean, how do you not like Tom Brady though? I mean, he, he was the average guy. We talked about this, the, Mm -hmm. the picture, his draft picture. I mean, that is the everyday sports fan. Like he looked like a fan and not a player in that picture.
3: Yeah. You know, if, if, if your listeners can Google that picture, uh, the funny thing is uh, leading up to the game, um, Ryan Jensen, who's his center, you know, mm-hmm. his armed man, he came into the line. Um, he had a suit jacket on and a T-shirt <laughs> and underneath that T-shirt was Tom Brady's uh,
1: draft photo of him in his shorts only. That is, that, I mean, you know what, though? That I mean, that has got to give you that little bit of edge, though. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? That was me. Nobody gave me a chance. Yeah. I was nothing but Drew Bledsoe's backup quarterback for so long. And a lot of people forget Drew Bledsoe was a stud at the yes. time. Like, yeah, back I,
3: in the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, Drew Bledsoe was like one of the best quarterbacks in the uh, AFC East there. And it's just one little like injury, and then Brady comes in Mm -hmm. and and takes it over. But I mean, that could have easily happened to him as well too. Remember when Brady got hurt? I think it was Garofalo, I think Garofalo. came yep. in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Came in and and it was like, "All right, see, that's why none of these players want to miss a game." Yeah. I, because <laughs> you just do not know, man. You you really and that's the same thing when it comes to broadcasting. Like that's why people do not like to miss days because you're like, "All right, next man up, this guy might may come in and kill it and you're going to be out of a job." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. So so let's let's get to the game. What mm-hmm. what were some of the keys? Now Gronk was the MVP, right? Or was it Brady? No, Tom Tom got the MVP. He actually got now, his pickup it, truck. Now let me ask you: Is is that because it's Tom Brady? Because Gronk really stepped up, though. Yeah. Like I mean, I I don't know, man. I I I think sometimes they just give it to the big name. Well, and you
3: know, it's funny is that these um as 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 much as we want to say about these folks that jumped on board later in the season, uh, meaning Gronk and Antonio mm-hmm. Brown and uh Leonard Fournette, you know, playoff Fournette? play playoffs. Oh, ha- yeah.
1: <laughs> Fournette, Fournette was running with a purpose yeah. last night though. Like I saw him and and you know, they I always love it when an offensive player like just lowers his head and can uh, offensive players can get targeting, right? Or no? Oh, yeah. is, is it? yeah, a- yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Because be- because what I'm saying, I saw Fournette drop his head and j- just like put it underneath yeah. somebody's chin strap and 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 he just stared him down after it. And I was like, man, Fournette is running with a purpose tonight.
3: Yeah, yeah. And those three that came on a little bit later, they definitely had uh a lot to do with the Bucks winning, uh, this one for sure. The three of those <laughs> guys.
1: Now, I felt really bad because I'm a Gators fan, but man, the Chiefs punter was uh, had kind of that first <laughs> half was kind of bad. Tommy Townsend was... with the long hair like he dropped that first one, but he boomed it. OK, but then he got a clean catch and then he shanked it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gave the Patriots really great field position there towards. I, I think that was in the second quarter. Yep, yep.
3: And, and I think several that several scores, his mess ups did for sure.
1: Now now I, I I hate to say pitted away. You never want to say a play pitted away in the first half, but them scoring that late touchdown in the in the second quarter, yep. I think kind of was a little demoralizing.
3: Yeah, and you know um one of the the plays that I um came away with and I was super happy with was uh, uh Antoine Winfield Jr. And mm-hmm. the taunting uh, foul. That oh yeah, got,
1: what was that? What it, it, the throwing up the peace sign? Yeah, or, or, or something. Can you give me a little backup backstory yeah. about that? What th- uh, did that happen in the first game that they played this season or something?
3: Yeah, in week twelve, uh, the Bucks were playing uh, the Chiefs at home. Uh, they had lost two in a row, and this was the last game before bye. So, needless to say, the team's tired. Uh, the Defensive coordinator decided to play Tyreek one on one with uh, Carlton Davis, and he torched us for 200 yards in the first in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, on one of his two touchdowns, uh, as he was running by uh, Winfield, he gave him the peace sign, which apparently, what I'm told, is that's Tyreek's uh, hand sign. That's his. He's the cheetah, and so oh. that's like his little mark. So he's isn't through- he
1: supposed to be the fastest
3: person in the NFL too? Yeah. Um, and you know, I was hoping at halftime Scotty Miller, um, uh, our fastest player was gonna have his way because during the week leading up to the Super Bowl, Scotty challenged Tyreek to a 40 yard dash.
1: See, they all see that that is the thing that I love now is that everybody takes pride on being the fastest mm-hmm. man in the NFL. Yeah. Now, um, you know, those yeah. NFL combines. It you know they do that and and back in the day they didn't really have you know really really accurate it was actually somebody with a stopwatch back in the day yep, now sure now it's all computerized I still think Dion though I still think Dion might still yeah. be the fastest yeah well
3: anyway at, at that hit, Winfield broke up a pass on fourth down mm-hmm. um and you know um I saw a really good meme of um just going off a little bit of a tangent but a really good meme of um. Jack Sparrow running from the villagers. And they said that was how, um, how Mahomes was doing with the bucks because, you know, he was running around in circles. But anyway, on that fourth down play, uh, Winfield stopped him, uh, got in his face and gave him the deuces sign. Mm-hmm. And that got him a 15 yard penalty. But you know what? Nobody ma- bothered that because that was awesome. You know? The oh other, yeah.
1: The, the but other didn't one Brady didn't Brady yeah. jaws with somebody too.
3: Yeah. With Teron um, Matthew, he was uh, he got a, a a a very critical penalty called against him that cost them a touchdown, and uh, he got, was that and, the
1: uncatchable pass that everybody yes. was talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and and Tom he got in Tom's face, and so uh, that next touchdown that um, uh, Brown scored on a sweet move on him, uh, Tom got in his face and his grill. So but, you know. They were the bullies. The Bucks were the bullies of the game for sure.
1: That, but I mean that I mean, I know people don't like bullies, but I mean sometimes you gotta do that. I I I saw somebody, you know, that's why I like social media is just hearing some of the reading some of the comments, and somebody's like, Man, y'all have done piss this old man off. Yeah. Uh he he's like, you know, he is not playing this. It was just, you know, it was it was great, but uh that uh Matt what what was the guy that Brady was jelling with? Um, uh the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews. Yeah, and everybody was everybody loved the honey badger. Honey badger yeah. this, honey badger that. Um, and you usually don't see Brady do that. I mean he gets fired up. Um, you wanna know uh it's funny, uh speaking of the Bucks, uh the way that Sap and and farv used to jaw at yeah. each other i yeah. mean that everybody loved that i i am I, I, i'm right by saying that right like sap oh, yeah. and, and farve used to talk mad trash to yeah. each other
3: yeah they they did uh not like each other at all um and it even went back i don't know if you remember um there was a, a an interception that happened and sap leveled this guy named clifton an offensive mm-hmm. lineman he leveled him out and actually um ended his season and oh. so ever since that happened um Favre and Sapp have been bitter
1: enemies speaking of offensive line a lot of people are saying uh the key to why the chief uh, the offensive line just was not doing their job last night yeah they the chiefs actually had lost two offensive linemen so they Instead of just plug
3: and play, they move people around. So they actually affected three of the five uh, line spots, and that gave the Bucks the ability to only rush four and drop people back in
1: the secondary. And so they really had no chance at all. I mean, um, do you think they smell blood? Like they're like, all right, these yeah. these guys are oh, playing yeah. out of position. or you got some new guys. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're going yeah. all in on this. Now, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So now the Bucks. All right, so now Disney World. Do you know if they're good I know they're not doing the parade, yeah. okay, because of the pandemic and stuff. Um w wh- i I think Gronk and Brady are gonna be the two that are gonna yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not
3: going though. I think they're just virtually going, if I read that right today.
1: Now, does Gronk destroy this Lombardi trophy like he did that <laughs> one that the, the Patriots had that one time? I don't even know. But that is so Gronk, though. And you yeah. know what? I don't understand how anybody could even be mad. Want to be honest? I think that ad- actually adds value to the trophy because you can yeah. see that dent. And I wouldn't even <laughs> fix it. I, I would leave that <laughs> dent in the Lombardi trophy. It would be like, yep, that's Gronk.
3: Well, and you know, word from Tampa is that Gronk is going to take a couple weeks to decide if he wants to come back next year.
1: I, I think he does, because you, you if I'm just being honest, uh, as much of a physical specimen as Gronk is, you remember he was fighting all those infections and yep. stuff uh, for the longest time, and he just seemed like he was a lot more focused this year. Maybe not his best season, but he kind of took care of himself.
3: Yeah, he um definitely not having a preseason, not having training camp, um, affected a lot of the players. And do you it think they're going until- to get rid of
1: that? Yeah, I I mean now that they've proven that they can have a great season without all that uh, preseason stuff, and they're wanting to add another game too. Yeah, correct?
3: I think that's the way it's going to. That's the balance that the Players Association had, as they said that they'll limit
1: it to two preseason games and add one regular season game. I mean that. I mean, I mean, it's great. I mean, even in a pandemic year, NFL still is the top dog, right? I mean, gotta oh yeah,
3: be. yeah. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch topics just a little bit, and I'm gonna blow okay, your yeah, mind. Yeah, I would love hear you. Your, yeah, I want to hear. You it. ready for this? Mm-hmm. The 2020 Buccaneers team is actually better than the 2002 Bucks team. Explain. Okay, I got you. You ready for this?
1: Yes, I got to hear was, this. Evan,
3: uh, yeah, when you told me that we were going to be on today, I wanted to have something to kind of um, yeah. throw at you, and so. Let's go back in time machine to 2002. The, <laughs> yeah. the Bucs played uh, then quarterback Jeff Garcia with the San Francisco and beat them.
1: Mm-hmm. Then they traveled up to play Donovan McNabb and the Philadelphia Eagles. But the Eagles were a thorn in their side. Didn't yeah. they, didn't they yeah. make the NFC championship a couple of years mm-hmm. in a row? And I think Philadelphia. Yeah. They were good, but
3: they weren't like what we had to do this year. So I'm going to follow it now. We're going to end the trifecta okay. with um, Rich Gannon. Last year's MVP in 2002. So that's the quarterbacks that they beat, the teams they beat. They beat the mm-hmm. uh, Niners, they beat the Eagles, and then they beat the, the Raiders. Now let's go to this year. We're going to throw away the Washington game because that quarterback, who even, I don't even remember the guy, Henke, Henke something like that it, anyway.
1: Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So
3: let's throw that one aside. But we're going to go, we went to New Orleans and beat Drew Brees. Yeah. We went to Green Bay and beat Rodgers. Then we came home and played the kid, the next goat, in the returning Super Bowl champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and beat them too. So, mathematically speaking, you've got to give it to the now the this year's uh, the present day Bucks. We're obviously a better team.
1: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll okay. I'll I'll stop you. All right. This this is how I see it. Okay. Was this year's team's defense better than the 2002 Bucs? No. No, no way. No. no, 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 no way. No way at all. Now, offensively, uh, I say the only team, the only position better on offense would have to, well, I mean, there's a couple of them, but I mean, Mike Allstott was a game changer on that 2002 team. Right. Well, um, we, you, you know how the Bucks got stopped at that goal? That does not happen if Mike Allstott no. is on that team.
3: Well, if you follow... Uh, <laughs> I found out this is kind of a neat thing. Um, Vita Vea has a nickname that uh, Ndamukong Suh gave him, and he's known as Big Girl. Okay, <laughs> so if, why? I gotta hear this. Well, he's just he's got the long hair, and uh, he just you know that's just his nickname. I I'm just guessing it's the hair. Okay,
1: but, if <laughs> <you're> anyway, coach, <laughs> yeah, I gotta hear.
3: You follow Big Girl in because he was the lead blocker on that third down or fourth down play. Follow. He he took three people out. Just get on his bind. He he just he th- picked the wrong hole. Exactly. He picked the wrong hole. Yep.
1: But I I could have sworn that that ball, the tip of it, made it across the white line. I, um, I don't
3: think he was able to reach the ball. I think his body was, but he had it tucked. If he would have actually reached the ball out, I think he would have gotten it in.
1: All right. So your bucks win. I know. I I okay. So I know it's day after, but you you already as a as a fan, sports fans are greedy as hell. Yep. And they want more. They want more. They want. Let's run it back. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So so what I'm saying is, uh, 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 who are free agents? Any any big names? Free agents? uh, The Bucks. uh, Yeah.
3: Oh, lots. Uh, we've got Levante David. We've got Chris Godwin. We got Ndamukong Suh. We've got Shaq Barrett. um, We've got Rob Gronkowski, you know, so that's just to name a few and Leonard Fournette. um, Okay. So, you know, that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah, but I mean, do that? Okay. Now, when you got a leader like Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people want to say, well, a lot of the Patriots teams, a lot of players would take less money to come and play there or stick around to get the salary cap down. A lot of people thought that was Al Belichick, but it it could it could it have been Brady? Could it have been people want to play Mm -hmm. with Tom Brady and they're willing to take a little bit less money for the glory?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for. I mean, the the big problem is that the salary cap is going to be about 20 to 30 million dollars lower than it was last year. All right. So Mm. it's going to make it even going to be tough. Mm hmm.
1: Well, yeah. it it's a salary cap blower because of the attendance not being this year. mean, sh- exactly. okay. So, yeah. um, what what do you think about them? And this will be my last question because I I don't want to go real long. What do you think about them adding crowd noise? I mean, is it is it weird or like I I don't know because. I was watching CBS Sunday Morning. I know that makes me sound really, really old, but I watch CBS <laughs> Sunday Morning. Uh, I love it. I love it because they, they do the weirdest like, segments of stuff. And they were, like, they were interviewing the guy that is control of all the crowd noises. And okay. he, he has, like, this little digital pad, and it's like, you know, when a guy's dropping back, uh, you you start out the crowd... Uh, it's like crowd growing, 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 and then the pass, and then they got a button. He hits like if it's a catch or if he drops it, uh, what do you, what do you think? Would it, should they just let it go all natural or do you, do you like the added effect?
3: For me at home? Um, I think it's fine. I mean, um, it doesn't because I'm sure that if I was to pay attention to the stands and seeing nobody in there, it would definitely feel kind of weird. Um, I know that um, I've I've heard some reporters that have been at games where there's been nobody and there's no crowd noise. You know, you can hear everything, you, but I would like everything. to hear.
1: I would like. You want me to be honest? I mean, you <laughs> you get yourself a a minute delay. Yeah. So, like, if anybody curses, but you just like you mic it up as much as you can. Now this leads me to my I know I've already said last question. <laughs> what okay. do you what, what do you think of that effect? I think they were overusing it last night with the video. Like it, it, it that's effect where it focuses in on like what you're shooting and then it blurs the whole background you know uh, like a lot of the iphone you didn't notice that last night was no, some of I, the video i did and i'm gonna i'm gonna man you keep asking me
3: these great questions because i know the answers to them oh, that okay is an, that's a camera that they're using experimentally in the playoffs and it's an 8k camera so it, it gives the effect of playing madden because it's so yes clear. it
1: looked like madden it's exactly <laughs> yep. what it looked like but I mean, the technology is still not there because I was noticing, like, when it was Mm -hmm. a group of players, like the players on the outside were a little blurred uh, on what they were focusing. But, I mean, I liked it, but I I really did think they were kind of overusing it a little bit last night.
3: And you know that crowd noise, it actually comes from Madden. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah, I did yeah, not that know be, that. Yeah, yeah, it's crowd noise. Because when you know, I play Madden a lot, and when when I'm on that, that's the exact crowd noise that they did. That's how they learned uh, when to do it, when not to do it, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, cool, uh, Billy. I yeah. appreciate you. I know, I know it was the last minute, but I I wanted to talk Super Bowl, and who else better than a diehard Bucks fan? Uh, somebody that got to experience it with their son for the first yes. time. Uh, I thought that was really, really great. Uh, check out Billy's uh, podcast network, Uh Anything uh, to note that people should check out on your website right now? No,
3: we've, we've got our latest episode up. It is an interview with a, a, uh, an attorney from Bike Law, which uh, will help. And
1: it's an advocate for all of a cyclists out there. So I, that's kind of cool. I, I, I gotta ask you this, okay? I, I yep. traveled down this road going to Orlando, Maytown Road. I don't know yep. if you know exactly what oh, road sure. that is, okay? Because they got a great, they're building an awesome bike trail out there, okay? Yeah. But the 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 true cyclists, the 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 bigwigs, they will do the road. Now I hear a lot of motorists that are always like what do they got there's a bike trail right there. Why are they on the main road? And and that's not the best road cuz there's really not much of a shoulder. It's it's one it's only a two-lane road. Mm-hmm. Uh I I know that bicyclists and stuff have the right way when it comes to stuff like that, but I I don't think people realize how dangerous Central Florida is when it comes to bicyclists. Like Oh yeah, it's terrible. People, terrible. It it is really is really, really bad. What do you What do you say to those people that are like, "Oh man, why Why are you in my way? This is for the the big ass trucks coming on by with the the forty inch super swampers lifted uh, tire." Well, I will say this: I remember you having a vehicle one time uh, where you had the tire sticking out past the uh, oh, sure. the what What is that about? I mean, it's a cool look, but I mean, <laughs> I I don't. I was young and stupid. <laughs> And, and you had the sound system <laughs> know, that, like, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember the first vehicle. I. Why do I get vehicle is a very old yeah. and southern thing to say. <laughs> I'll just say car. Uh you had a Samurai Suzuki at one yeah. time, and you that oh, that yeah. that was the that was the joint right there. Like, oh man, everybody everybody yeah. back in the day that had a, a Suzuki a Samurai, mm-hmm. everybody loved that one.
3: Yeah, I even had a custom um speaker box in the back so I could. What
1: were you bumping, like tens? 20s? Yeah, oh, no, ten- tens, oh, you man. were going 10s. Yeah. What kind of amp? Did you have an amp on it, too? Oh, yeah, no. I had
3: a Sony amp on it. Yep, I had. I would rock the Paula Abdul because of all the bass that she had in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Billy. Well, I really appreciate you taking the chance or the time to talk to me, man. Yeah. Uh, we do podcast.com. Congratulations on your team uh, winning their second championship. Hell, I mean, the third might be next yeah, year. Who let's, knows? Let's just run it back, Tuttle. Let's run it back. I, are you worried about bandwagon fans, Tuttle?
3: So? I, I don't care. You know, um, there's a special spot uh, on the pirate ship for the bandwagons. They can be the ones that are oh. underneath, and we're going to be up on top on the deck.
1: Why no, why no pirate ship last night?
3: Oh, because it was a neutral site. If you noticed at the end of the game, they were able to use it, but – um. Yeah, they didn't want. Uh, they didn't want to give them the home field advantage or anything. So, oh
1: um, come yeah. on, man! Like that—that yeah. that is. Cr- I mean, every see that's why why people like baseball so much. Every stadium is unique; it has yep. its own little quirks and everything. Uh, and that's the one thing that the Bucks have—they got like Green Bay; they got the Lambeau Leap. That would be like if Green Bay hosted the uh the Super Bowl, and they're like, oh no, 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 you know, yeah. no, no Lambeau Leap uh during the game
3: yeah and did you see all those uh cutouts of people
1: yes i did uh were you <laughs> did you have one or i no. i, I could see you doing something like that yeah. i i wanted to it was a hundred dollars
3: to get yourself mm-hmm. cut out and then you were given an opportunity to win tickets for next year super bowl in uh los angeles
1: uh let me you didn't go to this one you didn't go to san diego no, now,
3: my my, at, my wife was pregnant during. CAA.
1: Yeah, that would have been a good, good choice on your part. That yeah. that would have been bad. So, huh. all right. I, I could keep talking forever. Uh, <laughs> we do dot com. Billy, I hope you have a great day. Enjoy the uh, championship that your team won.
0: Yay. Thanks, Tuttle. <laughs> Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let's Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to The Tuttle Podcast.
1: Welcome back, guys. Last segment of the show. So yesterday for the Super Bowl, you know, we, we've been talking Super Bowl today. I went over to my producer's house, Vulture, and I got to tell you, oh, my God, the spread that his wife, that Mrs. Vulture made, I've never been to a Super Bowl party that had the variety and quality of food that I got at their, man, I mean, two different types of chicken wings. You were getting the flats as well as the drums. They got two different types of those popcorn shrimp, some of the best homemade guacamole that. I've ever had in my life. And I got to get the recipe for it. My mom absolutely loved it. Uh, Oh, pigs in a blanket. I mean, it was so good. It was amazing. And uh, right before the game, I ended up uh, playing, uh, um, what was it, Uh, Clash of Clans or Battle Royale, whatever it is, on the smartphone with them. Uh, So it was me, Vulture, and his kids. And we were playing that. Went outside, hung out there a little bit. Vulture actually gave me a sword, a mini sword, which I thought was really really cool, and it was just a great time. and And it's great. I got to tell you, out of all the stuff that this podcast has brought to me, I got to tell you the friendship that I that I made with Vulture has been absolutely amazing, and I can't thank him enough for uh, inviting me over. Trusting me around his family, especially with uh, maybe the past that I've had. He knows I'm a different person. He treats me like I'm a regular guy. And I appreciate him a lot. So, uh, all right, guys. That was kind of like my uh, Jerry Springer final thought there. But I had a great time. Thank you, Vulture. Thank you for all that you do for this show. I'm sure all of the supporters out there of the Tuttle Daily Podcast appreciate it. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you enjoyed today's show, and I will talk to you tomorrow.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out VaporShades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show Voiceover Service is brought to you by JCvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him check out jcvoiceover.com If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com That's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044 To follow all of Tuttle's social media go to tuttle.net Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: Hey, yo, Terry, what going on?